The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Baseball is back, folks. Thank goodness. Hallelujah. Todd Zola and I are going to be helping you prep for the 2022 season, talking some labor, talking TGFBI, along with the latest news here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by WinBet. Clay Link here with Todd Zola of Rotowire and Masters Ball. Todd, oh man, I could collapse into your arms right now if I were in the Northeast. <laughs> it's it's a great day. It was a great day for baseball uh, yesterday, and I'm I'm pretty relieved, man. How are you doing? Oh, man, doing well. Doing very very well. Yeah, glad to hear. It's kind of. Uh, yeah, on eggshells the past couple months for various and sundry reasons. Baseball is back. Not losing any games, no ghost runners, seven innings double headers are a thing of the past. Don't have to worry about the shift until next year. Ah, life is good. Yeah, it really is. And I just, you know, I, I realized baseball was a big part of my life, but you don't know what you have until it's gone. And Oh. You know, for some of us who, you know, maybe don't have a lot of family close or a ton of close friends, baseball is huge, hugely important. So I'm just glad. And for all the people who depend on you know, income and you know, I'm in that boat, too. I'm lucky to have this job, but creeps, creeps into your head like last longer. Are they going to can my ass? Like, I don't know. Just a lot of people out there who feeling a little bit more settled and reassured. Today. I could That's see Clay Link doing hockey. I could, I could see it. <laughs> hey, maybe if I have to, I'll do what's necessary for the, the not betterment anymore. Of well, the, betterment of the company. We're all good now. Yeah, man. But um, yeah, we're still waiting on that big frenzy. I know there were some tweets yesterday saying, "Well, if they certify the new CBA, we could get uh, some, some signings as soon as last night." There weren't so many last night, or really none. But we did get a couple today no, nobody too notable but uh drew verhagen and martin perez so far yeah well i think it's notable that unless you're the texas rangers your team will not be getting martin perez and that's a good thing <laughs> yeah like that's that's good news for the other 29 fan base there we go right. base, not so much for uh the, the rangers fans. And good they, for, i mean he's a he's a red Sox last year nothing i mean 
He's just he's actually good. not that bad as an innings eater, like in yeah, real and, life. And from all all accounts, he was you know a good person, all that kind of stuff. I don't mean to be a jerk about it, but um, yeah, from a fantasy perspective, he's I'm he's not now on my list because he's with the Rangers. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, real life capable innings eater, but not somebody in the fantasy game you really think about. Martin Perez, and yeah, the Rangers fan base is uh, the Rangers fan base. They don't have anything to complain about after the ownership spent half a billion dollars earlier in the offseason. And they may not be done. Yeah, I don't think they're done. Right before we started this show, Todd, we did got a little bit of Dodgers news. Fabian Ardaya, Dodgers beat writer for The Athletic, noted that uh, Dave Roberts said Max Muncy will be ready for opening day. Uh, we don't know exactly what capacity he will be available, but that's pretty big. I expect expect just just that update alone to increase Muncy's cost by quite a bit. Right, especially considering how low he had been going. Kind of showed 2020. Well, he had, I think he hit for power in 2020, but the average just cratered. And last year he kind of became the old Max Muncy again. But uh, we had the – Thankfully not the old, old Max Muncy. No, no yeah, or the, yeah, exactly. Quad A type. Right, but um, went third round in the mixed tout wars draft earlier this week, that just speaks towards his on base capability. Yeah, that's an on base league. But those who got him in, in average leagues in the eighth, ninth, tenth, probably doing jumps for joy right now because with that UCL, he mentioned on a radio interview that it was torn early in the offseason. Uh, yeah, you feel a lot better about him being ready right from the jump. I mean, there's still risk unknown. too. I mean, yeah. there's injury risk, but I think it's not, you know, obviously not nearly as much as if it was a pitcher or maybe a shoulder injury to a batter. So interested to see in the limited spring that we actually get how he's driving the ball. Yeah, spring's going to be weird. I We've heard that, you know, a guy like Ranger Suarez might not be ready due to a visa issue. And I just think we're going to get a lot of those in the weeks ahead. Like guys just, well, because of a shortened spring, just – getting hurt as they attempt to ramp up and guys just, even if they don't really run into an injury, just aren't quite ready for the right. start of the season. And even the Cody Hoyer, I know it's been talked about on different pods in the channel and then the radio, but that kind of came out of nowhere. So I don't know yeah. that we'll have a TGS coming out of nowhere, but there's going to be, there's going to be information that we're not aware of that we're going to soon be aware of. That will probably shift things dramatically in the fantasy landscape. Uh, another Dodgers note, this also from Fabian Ardaya of The Athletic. Dave Roberts said he doesn't want to close the door completely on Trevor Bauer being in camp, uh, but immediately followed up saying he doesn't know where MLB stands in its investigation right now. So, yeah, I know MLB, they, they put him on administrative leave. They just kept extending that on and on. But there is still the very real possibility he faces a suspension. Yeah, it almost sounds like Roberts is – Hoping MLB does the dirty work for him. I don't want to, you know, yeah. make statements like that that could just be completely untrue. But I think, I think, I think he said the right thing. I don't. At this point, you cannot slam the door. You just can't. You know, you have because it's there's still things going on. But you know, he Probably also didn't say, he can't like that. Right, right, and, and he um, also didn't say that if MLB clears him, we're welcoming him in. Well, yeah. welcoming him. So I think he said just the right thing. And ah, uh, you know, we, we play. High stakes. We play industry leagues. We play for fun. You know, all sorts of different things. Everybody has to make up their own choice and make up their own decision. 
I mean, if I'm in a money league and he's in the pool, I'm you know I'm not I'm not giving away my money in someone who you know it's it, you have to do what you have to do. You're in a home league yeah. and it's fun. Fine, I I I I won't draft him in my home league. I know at this point I I don't know I I, I don't know because we don't really know what went on. So yeah, we have no idea. And I think you're right that it was down to yeah, just you specifically what you want to do. If you don't, if you look at him and say, "Oh, he's such a great value," but I don't want him on my team. Fine, you can win your league without that great value. Yeah, projected him. Uh, I think Jeff did too. Um, conservative number of innings because of the lack of playing time or recent year, the lack of innings over the past couple of years, unsurety, uncertainty about the ball and the spin. I think there's some, you know, we right now we should, you know, if all things being equal, not being, that's not the right, you know, in a, you know, in an alternate universe, we're talking about Bauer's spin rate. Well, it's, you know, but there's other things to talk about within now. So. Yeah. He saw that huge increase in spin in 2020. Want to young. I do kind of wonder if maybe, I don't know. It's all speculation, but I just don't know if the Dodgers players will really want him back in the clubhouse. Clubhouse chemistry is kind of an underrated aspect of the game. Like it, maintaining that's really, really important. Your yeah. players got to have a, a bit of a chemistry, and he could throw that off. And I think we could see a bit of a tell by what the Dodgers do if they go out and get two pitchers. I think that says we need to replace Kershaw. Maybe Kershaw replaces Kershaw. If they go out and get two pitchers, I think that that's planning on not having Bauer. Good point. Well, that's all the news I've seen so far today. I expect a ton more coming in. Uh, prepare for the avalanche. Hopefully uh, it's fun. I think that, that will be pretty fun, just the, the frenzy whenever it actually does get underway in earnest. Todd, you were part of AL Labor, and I was part of it for a few years and loved my time in that. I turned things over to James this year, and, I think he has a good chance to take and run with it. Looking forward to seeing what he does. But I think he could come in second, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's as high as I reach. So if he got if he got that, that'd be pretty good. Um, Ian Khan, the defending champ, he just wiped the floor with all of us last year. I think set the labor right, right. roto points record, which is pretty crazy. Yep. And just blew the field away by like 30 roto points. So you guys are all aiming for him. Did you have a – strategy in mind did you take a different approach what was your mindset going into the labor auction draft i think we talked a little about it last week where i've been unhappy with my uh results in auctions lately and i wanted to be more aggressive or more open to spending early and i think i even mentioned that i was going to have you know looking or be willing to spend a hundred dollars on my first three players um didn't do that, but I did spend 90. I did hit 90 on my first three players. So, and you know, I, I waited for that third who happened to be Xander Bogarts. If he had been called out earlier, you know, I, you know, it looked like I was back to Zola waiting again, but it just, I knew I, I wanted to make a play for Bogarts and it took him a long time for him to get nominated. I think Jose Alvarez and Cedric Mullins were the first two of that three for a hundred. And like I said, I ended up spending 90. So from that angle, I think I was a little more aggressive. And it got to a point where, and I actually jumped on Jeff's live stream with Greg Ambrosius when Jeff Erickson was doing his uh, beat Jeff Erickson draft, or I think it was that draft. Yeah, one of the one yeah, of the, so. Yeah, because I, I was in the middle of an auction, but I was I I was down. I did I had I did not have the hammer. I was the one waiting. I couldn't bid on anybody because 
everybody being sold was still for above my max bid. So I'm never in that scenario. It was weird. Fast forward an hour and I had the hammer because it's just the way things worked out. But I had gotten to the point where I kind of went on a spending frenzy and I don't remember what it was. I don't remember 27 for seven or something like that. I don't know. I just, I, I didn't have the, uh, the ability to, but I had a lot of roster spots filled, you know, wait for the end game, but that was new. That was, uh, that, that, that was new. That was new for my uh, way of playing. So um, labor, if people don't realize it's got a couple of quirky rules, especially this year that at the time, fortunately tout wars doesn't have to worry about it. This is me knocking on wood uh, with the free agents. Uh, Steve Gardner, head poobah of labor took out the top 12 free agents from both leagues, AL and NL. And you just, you couldn't bid on them. The other ones you can 13 and on. And there's going to be a separate fab bidding period using your regular fab, your standard $100 fab, once this free agent signed before the season. So I'm sure in future pods and I'm sure across the channel and, and across the site, we'll be talking about this because we're all involved in one way or another having to strategize how we're going to handle it. Uh, Fred Zinke, we'll talk about it, I'm sure with Jeff and, and, and et cetera. I'm in it and James. The uh, You need to plan your roster. So that you don't want to be replacing a ten dollar guy, you know, right? You wanted to if you're into the if you're into spending the fab, you want to have a, a couple one dollar spots that you can just drop with without blinking an eye. So there was some strategic planning as far as that goes. Whether you even wanted to get on this sort of thing, um, even the even the free agents that are out of the top twelve, if they go to the other league, you lose the spot, but you do get half your fab back. And there were still some kind of decent, you know, that eight, nine, ten dollar players that were involved in that. So that's just kind of kind of went into the the background planning. And I did leave myself some thoughts. And I did have infield flexibility where I can take any infielder and make it work. Dropping, I think Harold Castro, if I'm not mistaken, and with Lemayhew and some other with some other, I think your buddy Ty France who I, we've talked about, uh, you're kind of curious about why people are spending so much on Ty France. I wanted the, the flexibility. Uh, Those plate think, appearances, too, in a, in a, I'm sorry, AL only are, are pretty damn valuable. Yeah, well, we, in our discussion, I think he was more of a mixed a mixed yeah. conundrum, if you will. So yeah, I don't um, see the category juice, but, yeah, he yeah. did reach 650 PA and had a great average. So, And I think, if I recall... I kind of, I kind of wanted the batting average. I don't remember exactly uh, why. <laughs> why at this point, looking at my roster, I don't know why because I'm okay with batting average. Maybe it was Jimenez. I had a couple of guys that I, I in general, think I'm pretty strong in batting average. But anyway, so um, you have any ha happy to address any questions or tell yeah. me what I did wrong on this on this uh, labor team? Now we can. What's the what's the link? Um, people can it get is it is rtsports.com slash labr dash al dash auction. Cool, All so right. uh, check that out. But we will, you know, pick this team apart and I'll, I'll bounce some questions off you. But we have to interrupt this labor discussion to bring you some breaking news. And I was hoping we would get some on the show ooh, today, ooh, ooh. hoping we would get some, you know, the avalanche started here. And we have Jeff Passan. 
got his Twitter account back, by the way. Good to see. Uh, tweeted 12 minutes ago, left-hander Carlos Rodon. I guess Rodon, better pronunciation. But he's in agreement with the San Francisco Giants on Ooh. a two-year, $44 million contract. Ooh. That includes an opt-out after the first season. And after, as our buddy says, uh, Derek Van Riper says on Twitter, Carlos Rodon, bargain season is over. So I do think, like, with that landing spot, we're going to see him surge. And no more room for a discount on Rodon. Any hesitancy because the White Sox did not bring him back is now thrown out the window with a two-year, $44 million deal. Yeah, is with there the team a, that you trust in the Giants. I was going to say, there are not too many teams that I would trust more. Look what they did with, with Wood and Desclafani and Gosman. Uh, wow, that's a nice uh, – that, that that's interesting. So I'm, I'm yeah, trying That's to, another – that's one where, yeah, he'll probably – whether he opts out or he plays the two years there, he'll probably sign like a $100 million deal in a couple of years. If uh, he stays healthy and they work yeah, their match. Yeah, right. But they've they've been able to turn some careers around, and he did that himself with the White Sox. And maybe, yeah, it's kind of appealing to authority. But I do trust the Giants to get a lot out of him. So again, Carlos Rodon to the Giants, two years, forty-four million. Maybe that's probably not the one that like breaks the levies, but uh, good to finally get our first big name. Are you in? I'm not in at that price. I'm not. I'm not in at the wherever the price is going to be. I'm not in. I think at an increased cost, assuming it does jump, I'm probably out. Yeah, I just don't um, trust the. I just don't trust the the health. And I mean, the way I draft pitching, you can make two arguments. Well, you can say I'm doing it wrong, but the you know as far as in, you know intrinsic intrinsic to the way I draft it, you can say because I wait on pitching, I need to take chances to make up for lost ground. The other thing you can say is because you're waiting, you can't afford to make a mistake. Now those two things don't go together. You know, you don't, you, you know, they're, they're like the opposite end of the spectrum. But I, I'm still safe early, and I'm still taking chances later. He's people look and say, "Yeah, you need a Rodon to to make up for you because he's a potential ace." You know, I don't know, but anyway, uh, that's an interesting uh, interesting place to land. Our buddy Nick Pollock from Pitcherless tweeted, "Well, Tyler Beatty, we had a good run." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I respect no, that because. He came on our MLB show and yeah. he was like his deep sleeper, which I respected because you know nobody had Tyler Beatty as a sleeper, but it does look like maybe he's forced out now uh, of well, that Giants I mean, rotation. Yeah, but as we just we mentioned, Alex Wood, we mentioned you know Wood wrote on himself. Mm-hmm. The he, as a, as a swingman, yeah, they'll still gonna, need him to take, yeah. take the ball. He, there will be still chances for him to swing. <laughs> Alex well, Cobb well. is. Uh, Actually, who? Yeah, okay. We already have we already have Rodon in the two spot. Yeah, I mean Alex Cobb is not a bastion of health either. Not at all. So yeah. Plus, most teams need you know eight starters to at least eight. To get There's going to gonna be a few doubleheaders this year, right? Yeah, they're going to have to make up. They what did they add like three days of the season, and the rest are going to make up. Right. Doubleheaders. All right. So if we if we're starting a week late, so that means what around three to three to four doubleheaders depending upon how things flesh out. Um, so, yeah, but, but I mean, the season is still compressed, so there'll be, you know, rainouts, et cetera. There's, you're probably less of a chance to make things up. So 
Um, yeah, I, there'll be some more doubleheaders. Yeah, but not the seven inning variety, right? That not That's, the seven inning variety. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we Which will. Actually, I'm sorry. I was it actually that actually speaks towards, you know, we kind of forgotten. I mean, had, unfortunately, had had MLB not interfered, you know, we would have still canceled Tout Wars because of the situation. But the scenario is now such that I think people are feeling safer to go to games and and safer to do things in most areas. Uh, yeah, so. I think that's generally been the case. Like the the mask mandate here in Madison was lifted. Yeah, just recently. yeah, exactly. That seems to be so, the case. but we, you know, Tower still made the right move, and and FBC still made the right move. But um, as it turns out, that um, you know, at least we're getting you know. But it's kind of, I'm sure people are still paying attention, obviously. But um, it's nice to know that uh, opening day will be well attended. Uh, and then they still get Jackie Robinson Day. People are talking about doubling them up, uh, you know, maybe. But, you know, don't you want – you want to get two big gates, don't you? You want to get yeah. the opening day gate and then you get the Jackie Robinson date. So I thought I think it's kind of – I think it's nice that not only that, that that deserves a standalone. That doesn't deserve – Jackie Robinson Day doesn't deserve yeah. to be shared with opening day. That shouldn't get lumped in with something. Yeah. So I'm with yeah. you totally. That should be its own day, nothing yeah. else distracting from it. Well, we'll bring you any other news updates that come across the wire while we're on. I have Twitter open. Hope you keep an eye on that in the background. But we'll move on now uh, back to labor. And you mentioned that you didn't quite go on the spending spree. You, you thought you may go on, but you did spend a, quite a bit on offense early. You got Jordan Alvarez at 34. He's a guy you're all over, Todd. It seems like every draft I see you're getting Jordan Alvarez on your team. Yep. Again, 34 in AL labor. That seems very much reasonable. Do you have any lingering concerns about the knee or have those kind of faded in the background? Both knees. No, yeah, I mean, I, the fact that he played, was it 40 games in the outfield last year? Yeah, you, you, I wish you had enough wish, mobility to do that. I wish that you that we had the look on my face when I was talking, you mentioned Derek earlier, DVR, when we were drafting together and he pointed out that Alvarez was outfield eligible and I thought it was DH only. I think that was the second happiest face I've made in the past year. <laughs> Yesterday being the happiest, yeah. but uh, you know, no, no, I'm not as wired. Yeah, I mean, I have some concern, but I think I'm. I think I'm. I'm the expression like you use, and I think it's becoming buying the dip. I think there's a bit of a dip there. Um, if everybody was confident to be healthy, because this guy's just a monster. And I mean, you mentioned good price. I to me, I air quote overprice. Well, I can actually air quote overprice, but. You know, I, I don't – numbers are numbers. I believe in the player. So just because I have whatever, 29 right next to his name, that doesn't mean I'm stopping at 29. Yeah, I mean, he's a monster. WRC Plus is a stat we cite from time to time. And, of course, 100 is league average. In 233 games, Jordan Alvarez is a 153 WRC Plus. So by that particular measure, that stat, he's been – 53% better than the average major league hitter in his brief time. And I do think that, you know, the knee issues at such a young age, he's such a big guy, like, oh, God, a 24-year-old with bad knees already? Yeah. It's just easy to assume that, you know, his body's going to fall apart. But you're right, the last year, he bucked that trend after only playing in two games in 2020. He had him surgically repaired. Mm -hmm. And there's still, I mean, there's still, a lot, I mean, you know, there's still a lot of games at DH. So he may share a little bit more with Michael Brantley this year, but I think, you know, we'll see. Yeah. 
Yeah, still a risk, but I do think maybe, you know, you see that guy and you say, oh, bad knees. People just maybe have uh, shied away from him a little yep. too much. Maybe. So, uh, Ty Friend, you, you said kind of facetiously that he's my buddy, and I, I, he has kind of been a blind spot for me. But 21 seems uh, pretty reasonable in, in AL. Uh, Gio Urshela for 10, I thought was pretty nice. And Cedric Mullen was Cedric Mullins was one of your other you know, big ticket items on offense. And uh, Eno, or not Eno, uh, Ian did not go back to that well after Cedric helped win him the league. Uh, quite a bit more of an investment in Cedric Mullins this year, but you were willing to pay the increased cost. Yep, one of the steals. And that was, you know, I, I think that was a, that was one of those, you know, we, we, we talk about there's no such thing. Well, not so much, no such thing. The price and enfor- price enforcement. If you're willing, if you're, if you, if we, if I were to say to you, I was price enforcing on Mullins, but I was okay with him at 29. Well, that's not price enforcing. But it was kind of a let's let's see where he's going to stop. And what I figured was, I think I did him a jump bid. It was like you know 22, 23, and I jumped it to twenty nine because I I believe in the jump bid A and to the nines B because there's some hurdle. We shouldn't people in this league shouldn't be on that hurdle, and they're, they're generally not. But there, there's a hurdle going from nine you know nineteen to twenty, twenty nine to thirty. Immensely um, early, yeah. I think yeah, so I did whatever, 26 up to 29. Also saying if someone does a plus one, you know, <laughs> off at 26, and hey, they get up at 30. But it stopped, and I was not unhappy with it. I mean, and the thing about that bit is you're always not going to repeat 30-30. You don't need to repeat 30-30, right? We, he needs 20-25 at that price to be worth it. So it's all good. Yeah, I think that you're right. You're not you – know, if you're paying for last year's stats, quote-unquote, paying for last year, you'd be a you know, $40 player. And I think, if anything, the goofy left field helps him, you know, off-field gap shots. Interesting. Well, I've put this off for too long. we got to take a quick break to take care of some business. We'll be back after these messages here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Now we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by WinBet. Appreciate you bearing with me on that. And now we are back to some labor discussion. We also talk about some of your picks in TGFBI. I know your league was dragging, but it's in the books now, TGFBI, for you, Todd. That it is. Uh, we were really dragging, but we did pick up at the end. To the, to the credit of the guys, and the, I think I can say guys. I don't think there's a gal in this league. Uh, but I should get used to I should be, get in the habit of not pigeonholing it. Uh, to my fellow drafters, uh, we we picked it up to the end at the end. So, yeah, credit to them. I mean, you don't want to drag your feet too much. And, uh, good to. I think maybe the interest sagged a little bit when with the either you know will they won't they and then it's good to see yeah. the baseball well, interest picking. Back. At one point, I had one pick in forty six hours. That was a bit. <laughs> that, that was kind of bad. Yeah, that's a drag when that happens. I can't do too many slow drafts <laughs> because I don't want to be that guy who's sitting on the computer like mad at the person who's not in the room and yeah, it's just I'm not, I don't have the patience to be honest too many slow drafts that's the main reason I didn't do the first TGFBI was I didn't want to be that guy because we yeah. were traveling at the time and I wasn't as confident being able to draft off my phone and fan tracks and there were a few things going on that I didn't want to be the jerk holding things up on a plane or, or whatever so I, that's why I respectfully declined the invite. But um, anyway. And that opened the door for me to win. So there thank we go. you for not yeah. participating the first year. On the pitching side, Sean Manaya was your highest price player, $17. So you have Shane Boz and Sean Manaya heading things up. Do you think that's good enough? Are you going to be looking to grab one of those free agents? Maybe grab somebody off the waiver wire early? Uh, how do you feel about the top of your staff? So nine of the 12 special free agents were hitters. And if Rodon was one, he's now in the other league. So he's yeah. off the board. Um, so so not I, many of those guys are going to be yeah. impact players. But what I did do, and again, this goes back to the quirky labor rules, where if you any player you purchase and or pick up via fab, okay, they have to be – in your active lineup, the reserves, the, the six reserves that we drafted can be freely jumped from active and reserve freely. If I, if I have a, if I have a pitcher who stinks, I can't bench him for a bad matchup. Yes, I have to drop, drop him. Yeah. So one of the strategies that people do in this league is they draft a hole. They draft an injured player. Uh, they they draft a, a, a pitcher who you want to be able to stream into that spot because you can stream with your reserves. So that's kind of what I did was I didn't invest in the top, hoping that I could manage my pitching using this reserve. Of course, you're not getting very good pitchers. 
So I did not invest in a stud arm, although I think Manaya could be a stud arm. So I may have and not paid a stud price. You, know, you mentioned Boz. I like Shane Boz. Um, and then my friend Bailey Ober were my, my big and, and Rasmussen. I, I kind of like, I think that he's being a little bit under underdrafted or just because of the, is he a starter? Is he an opener? I don't care. He's going to get wins either way. Um, mm. But yeah, so my, my Matt Manning was a mistake in that I wanted to draft James Paxton for a dollar. And he was my injured guy. Maybe comes back, maybe doesn't, whatever. And I have that spot. So Matt Manning went up for a dollar and I wasn't looking at my list and my prices. And I go, geez, Matt Manning's better than a buck. So I went plus one. Then I went back on my list. I had like minus four or five. <laughs> you take it with a grain of salt. I mean, yeah. but especially at that range, because if you only use them at home, it's not so bad. But then I said, you know what? All it is, is that's my James Paxton. Because yeah. I can drop, I can drop Manning and, and, and not worry about it. I ended up spending a dollar more which is only a dollar, but I kind of mentioned I had the hammer in the end game. I could have used that dollar. I don't remember who I could have gotten, but I could have used that buck on, on upgrading one of the spots. But anyway, but, um, and then my reserves, listen, these, they're not great, but they're the last pitchers drafted in AL only Chris Bubich, Taylor Hearn, Brad Keller, and Jordan Lyles are my um, streaming pitchers. You know, I'll, I just need to, an opportunity, you know, Texas is a good park. Kansas City may face Detroit. Uh, there will be time to use these guys. Use these guys, and I also picked up, I picked up Aaron Loop and uh, JT Chargoir as my relievers that I can use in that spot. And I consider the free agent list the extension of my reserve. Uh, yeah, that's you know. I think a smart way to think about. It. I thought it was interesting that you went all pitchers in reserves. Have you ever done that before? No, and the reason for that is. Again, with these special rules, not that special, but the interest, you know, kind of old school rules. I've had years where I haven't activated my my hitter off a of reserve for two reasons. The first being, there was a year where I just never had it, you know, maybe not so much not had an injury, but I think it was Robbie Grossman, is who it was a couple of years ago. And there was just never a, a never an opportunity to, I didn't need an outfielder. And or I didn't trust him, and there was someone better on the waiver wire when I needed an outfielder. And this was not last year, the year before. He actually had a pretty good year. I think it was the uh, the truncated, the uh, the pandemic season. Then there have been years where, as I just kind of suggested, every every fab session and I need a replacement, he's better than the guy I have in reserve. So I figured if, I, if I'm never using my hitters, why draft them? So I didn't draft a hitter. Yeah, now that I think about it, I mean, I would uh, have to plug in some scrub type for one of the prospects I purchased in the auction. But I don't know if I ever, like, aside from that, put a reserve hitter in my lineup. Like, they're just so bad at that point. Yeah. yeah. It's probably uh, not even worth having them. But, yeah, good good job. And We'll see. And I, mean, I, I like think it. a lot's going to come down to Ober and Rasmus. A lot. And what I decided, because I, I mean, I'm kind of planning on one more hitter. And I know that overdoes it because my offense is pretty good, but we can trade in this league, et cetera. I, you know, Harold Castro for a dollar is expendable and I can get any infielder or I can put uh, Oscar Mercado. So, I, you know, Jake Fraley, I've got an outfield spot, which I can replace. So 
we'll have to see who signs, but I am considering this a work in progress. I think that's how you should view it because, you know, we set our category targets or a lot of people do in your draft, but you got to realize you're not getting even like what 70% of your stats on draft. You're going to be adding a lot. Well, 75 to 90 in the, in the, in an only league, it's, it's closer to the 90, but I mean, we, everybody, right. How many in their TV FBI? 465. There are 465 people who hit their targets. You know, that's just the way it is. Yeah. If you don't hit, you know, they just did. Um, you know, it, well, I, you know, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll talk about it more. But we will talk about it more as it gets closer. But you know, we kind of alluded to it. How much do you spend? Say Freddie Freeman signs with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. How much of your hundred do you spend? Because you're gonna. There's no trading of Fab and labor, and there's no zero dollar bids. Yeah. You can get Fab on a reclaim, but you want to, you know, oh, I, one of my guys is gonna get hurt. You know, you know, maybe they will. I don't know. But how much, you know, you don't go 100 because then you don't make another move all year long. So, you know, what's that sweet spot? 90, 85. I mean, so I think that's kind of as much as it kind of is that how other leagues are going to do it and labor should be a model league. um, That's cool. I mean, that's going to be fun for this league. Yeah, and the the circumstances, of course, this year. Oh so yeah, well, weird. I think Wars, it makes a lot of sense. In Tell Wars, we were going to do the opposite. We were mm-hmm. going to allow every single player to be bid on. So I'm going to have Freeman in the NL, and someone else is going to have him in the AL, and we're both going to get his stats. That's what we decided. Mm-hmm. Was um, both sides get his stats? So we were kind of selfishly, and actually, well, to be completely honest, we were going to have a meeting to see what if we wanted to change it. Uh, or or change the date, or, or we were we, we had we were we were it was in we possibly could, if if it was clear that the season was going to be delayed, we were going to have a discussion. Maybe we ended up doing nothing, but now we don't have to worry. Well, who knows? It will be signed. It's it's this time next weekend. We don't know that everybody everybody will be signed, but it it'll be closer to normally when there's a handful of free agents unsigned. So we'll see. I'm glad to see you brought Cole Calhoun back home at three bucks. Not complaining. Lourdes Gurriel at twenty-one. Sorry, I'm not complaining. Yeah, I, yeah three dollars in an only league. Darn nice. Yeah. yeah, Jake Fraley for two. I thought you did a good job. I do want to ask you though. I think like 36 hours after this draft was completed, this auction draft, Ian Khan, he's a big trader. Yeah, and he, yeah. he did what he does, and he made a big trade with our own Jason Collette. I think it was what Luke Voigt and Garrett Cole for Vladimir Guerrero and Jordan Montgomery. So an absolute uh, landscape shifting trade there. And just kind of wondering, what are your thoughts? Like Uh, general thoughts. It was a parallel deal in that, you know, the players all matched up perfectly positions matched up perfectly. It was, it was just each, each side was balancing what they considered to be, Kind of, some kind of weakness on their team, roster weakness on your team. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was. They, thought it was, they came out of the auction feeling imbalanced. And, right, I it was a beautiful trade in uh, in that regard. Um, so I thought that, I thought it was kind of cool. And you know, one of those, you know, you, you did not have to say to yourself, why didn't they wait? Why didn't they advertise it? I don't, you know, it was just like the perfect trade. If you were having a, if you were to give this league to someone, say, uh, you know, as a piece, as a as a research project. Uh, discover the most ideal trade in this league that that may have been it. 
So yeah, it you know, only it, took those guys like thirty six hours to spot it. Yeah, it probably amazing. probably thirty six phone calls too. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and uh, some really interesting pieces. Luke Void, if he gets back into regular playing time, could be a big asset. And I actually, I'm starting to smell some some sleeper smell on uh, Jordan Montgomery. I got the spidey oh, senses tingling. I like him. Yeah. You like Jordan Montgomery? Yeah, and it might have to do with my my park factor honk that Yankee Stadium is a pitcher's park. It gives up homers, but it's a pitcher's park. And Montgomery is now seeing the AL East enough that he can at minimum he can navigate it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't throw very hard, but he he's he's not overmatched in the AL East. So I yeah, he's like kind of like a, a junk baller, right? Like he uh, does yeah. not throw the fastball as his primary pitch. What is it? The changeup that he throws as his primary? Uh, I can check. I, I know I have a profile on him. I can check it out. But no, yeah, exactly. He he works. I don't. I don't. I don't know if he works backwards, but, um, but in a sense, he does because he yeah he features a changeup and curve with both with swinging strike weights north of twenty percent. Uh-huh. So that's uh, that's the thing with Montgomery that surprised me the most was he barely he threw what thirty one and a third in two thousand and seventeen and two thousand and eighteen, and no no I'm thinking of somebody else that that came back and and threw a ton of innings even not having worked that much the year before. Um, but I know that Jason, was, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, that maybe maybe that was right. Uh, yeah, that's right. He had, yeah, right. He had, I mean, ba- basically didn't work at all in 2019 and 2020. Yeah, Tommy yet, John. Yeah, but yet was able to pitch almost a full season last year. So, anyway. Yeah, and his walk rate ticked up a little bit, but still reasonable. And you expect maybe now two years post surgery, the command and control get a little sharper. And yeah, he, his changeup, he threw more than any other pitch. A lot of three pitches between. Yeah, twenty one and twenty five percent of the times, but the changeup was the most used last year, twenty four point four percent. Yep, yep. For Jordan Montgomery, so yeah, that's that's rare that you see a guy like that who's you know, the primary pitches is the changeup, but uh, good repertoire. He's he's willing to throw five pitches at least thirteen percent of the time, so mm-hmm. a nice variety he can show opposing hitters and good team to power him. I do wonder about the, the long balls there in New York, but I. Uh, we had uh, John Legaza on the show on the XM, and he was making a strong case for Jordan Montgomery, and he's kind of swayed me. So okay. I thought that was a nice, you know, getting him along with Vlad, I thought was was pretty nice for Ian Khan. Yeah. I mentioned this was James's first year. Did you find uh, yourself fighting James at all for any players, or were you guys kind of in your own little circles? When I don't know that I game? found myself fighting anybody, because like I said, I was – I was at the well. The beginning, if I wanted him, I got him with spending you know the the money at the top. Then I was out in the middle, and then I had the hammer at the end. So I mean, I don't know that I actually was clashing big time with anybody. Um, I had I've, I've you know I've seen James build teams previously, so I you know had a little bit of a clue what he might do, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, you know, I mean, at this point, like I said, it's a work in progress for everybody, and I think, I mean, it's it, to me, it's so hard to look at a an AL or NL only and eyeball it. You know, we're so in tune to twelve and fifteen team mixed. You know, it's it's still it's in our own heads and what we consider good, what we consider bad. 
we can look at a board, you know, bing, bang, bang, and make a uh, judgment. I can't, I can't do that with a mixed league. You know, it's just so much. True. There's so many good players and it's so like jarring to go from an only league or even like a 15 team draft and hold to a standard 12 team or feel like you got an all-star team, by the way, not a very you know big piece of news, but AJ Ramos, remember him, former Marlins closer. He joined the, yep. the angels on a minor league deal. So that's the only bit of free agent news I've seen so far. Uh, we will get to your TGFBI draft, but I got to take care of a little bit more business here, real quick. Hope you'll bear with me. Yeah. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette. Double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in nine states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. Register for WinBet today. Make a qualifying deposit and wager to receive 200 bucks in free bets. Promotion may vary by state. Download WinBet now. It's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. Also experience a new way to play daily fantasy sports on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is an exciting player prop fantasy contest. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up for Thrive Fantasy today and receive a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you can claim your free RotoWire subscription. Number one, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Number two, deposit a minimum of $10 or receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And finally, play in your first paid contest and receive that free six-month RotoWire subscription. Finally, do you think your betting skills are good enough to win you tickets to the Final Four? It's time to put your money where your mouth is. Better Edge is giving you... Uh, giving away a trip for two to the Final Four in New Orleans. All you have to do is join their contest at betteredge.com slash Final Four. Better Edge believes sports betting with no fees should be the norm. And odds are it's legal in your state. Check it out and enter their March Madness contest for a chance to win a trip to the Final Four. Head on over to betteredge.com slash Final Four. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com slash Final Four. Terms and conditions apply. So, Todd, over in TGFBI, I'm looking at your board. Seems very much like a, a Todd draft. You got you set the the bar low once again with Scott and Joe Barlow. Uh, Andrew Kittredge as your kind of closer three, and then Bailey Ober, and then Robert Suarez. I feel like you're you have Robert Suarez on every team. So not if you, uh, not if Tim McLeod's in the league. Yeah, Tim was kind of pumping out. He's so good with those players that coming over to he has the pulse yeah, and this is a tri- this, pulse. Is, this is a fab league so if i overdid it i overdid it you know if, if suarez doesn't close i can i drop him and pick up somebody so it's a little little more aggressive in that nature in in this format than in a draft and hold i love the kitchen as an sp or as a closer three like he, maybe he could pass in a deep league as a second closer but i think uh he's an ideal closer three because He's going to get you some saves, wins, great ratios. Kind of an amazing case in that I think in 2020 he was feared headed for Tommy John. 
Yeah. He bypassed that and had the best year of his life. Yeah. And, you know, waiting on close, waiting on starters a little bit. My, you know, I don't have the start, the, the, the most uh, talented starting staff. So I'm going to need a third reliever on a, on a lot of occasions. I love seeing that in the reserves you grabbed Raver, Raver San Martin of the Reds. So I think maybe by this time tomorrow, the Reds will have traded an arm or two and the, There'll be a clearer path for San Martin in their rotation. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was fairly clear. Um, I mean, he's already point. yeah looking pretty much in the clear, but I think he'll be pretty. Yeah, I don't see them going out. Stand. I don't see them going out and getting Zach Greinke or anything. So yeah, and then, uh, you know, I, I've got I've got Luis Castillo a little bit earlier. Uh, so I've got you know I'll be I'll be rooting for the Reds. Yeah, I've been rooting for the Reds on occasion. Nice, yeah. I, I like this team because it's a lot of players that we use the term, or I use the term, like blind spots, like Bailey Ober, um, Ty France. I think Jared Walsh kind of in that group too. I know, he, man, he had a great year. Gets the bat behind, you know, Trout, Otani, and I guess Rendon too. But I, I'm skeptical. I, I, I like the player, but I, I need to see more before I'm convinced it wasn't a flash in the pan. I am too, but I think I got him at enough of a discount. And I know I'm, it's my research that I'm citing that said if a player falls, there's usually a reason. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I uh, except in teams that win. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, I, I say that you know, not like my team to win, but that was the research showed is that players taken um, ahead of the ADP were often more often than not actually did well. And the so-called fallers did not do well. The bargains didn't do so well. First, first share, and kind of my blind spot too. But I, I went back and, you know, I didn't, I didn't take too long to look because apparently, I was the fastest drafter in this league. And there's someone from Razzball. I should look it up because I want to thank him. That don't makes a donation to charity for the fastest for, drafter in the name of the fastest drafter <laughs> in every league. And I, you know, he. Called, you know, asked me on Twitter and made a nice donation to the Alzheimer's Association in my name. Thought that was kind of cool. I'll get, I will cool. re- recognize it in a moment. I know, I just know he's from Razzball. Uh, but anyway, so uh, I, I mean, but I did, you know, you don't feel pressure. I mean, I wanted, I, I took a couple extra minutes to make sure that I wanted Walsh. That's all. And you can do that. I don't think anybody will get PO'd, you know, if, if you, you know, you do that. So, um, B Don Dante, Raz B Don. So uh, B underscore D O N D A N T E. Uh, thank you for making the donation on, on my behalf for the Alzheimer's Association uh, and, and all you're doing for the, the, the industry for doing that. I assume for the other leagues as well, because I don't think you're in my league. Um, no, wait, maybe you, you are. You are in the league. So maybe he just pledged it for the fastest drafter in this league. Even so, I don't care, you know, whatever. Either way, that's a cool incentive. Yeah, no, it's really nice. Cool way to do it without being yeah, yeah. a jerk about it. Yeah. Uh, we're doing uh, the uh, the Nerf, the, the Earth League, whatever. I'm doing Nerf this uh, and, and got a note from Chris Mayer, Baseball Pods guy, that, you know, this is the fee, this is the charity. So, you know, I, you know, throw a little and extra for the charity. When, when you can, a lot of these, we're doing a lot of good work for charities, for the uh, things like that. And obviously the pods that, that Nick, Pollock and Justin Mason do um, Derek last year, DVR last year, a lot of good work being done in that, uh, in that regard. And I know you want to ask me about Josh Young, so I'll let you do it. Josh Young. Josh Young. Yeah. I was wondering, did you time out? 
Did you time out no. without a cue? What happened there? No, no. And I've done this mistake before, and it's a rookie mistake. Um, an NPC has got the ability to load up like your queue, a general queue. It doesn't, and then you just you just load that up, and then you, it, kind of like most sites, and just pick from that queue. But they also let you load up round twenty eight queue, round twenty nine queue, round thirty queue. Because if you're at the wheel, you know you may not you may want an outfielder than a pitcher or something like that. Yeah. So I was at the point where I could just list players. I didn't, you know, reserve listing a bunch of players. So I did that, but I did it in round, whatever it was, 27 or 28. And so then when it, and I then hit auto two. So it picked my player. And then when it went to the next round, the, the round 29 was empty and there was nothing in the all, the, the regular, the general queue. So then it auto drafted me young. So it was, the mistake was not putting two different cues or not putting it into the all queue. And it ended, I mean, listen, 30, 30th round, who knows? It did cost me Brian De La Cruz. Hmm. So it did cost me a player. Uh, all right. So, I, I mean, I, I get rid of young. I pick someone up. That's not the point. But I, I essentially have uh, – and, and De La Cruz went kind of like two picks before me in the 30th round. He would have been my 29th round pick. Um so you know you got your first drop, but that is kind of crappy to lose out on a guy you actually do. Yeah, my, I mean, could I have hit the stop button? Yeah, I could have, but it was my fault, and I didn't. And I feel, respect that you didn't because it was your. It was my fault, and I and I know what I did. It took me a minute to realize it, but I knew I knew full well. Once I realized it was my fault, then you know you know no. If someone else it was if it was someone else's fault and they stopped it, I'd be mad. So yeah. no, I can't. It's, it's not right, and of course I'm sweating De La Cruz and. Didn't make it back, but um, ended up getting Ryan Jeffers. I don't know. Louis Torrens is a, some competition there. A lot of people think Tor uh, Jeffers may actually outplay Garber. We'll have to find out. So I figured it was worth the shot. And the other the other kind of interesting pick that I think I made that, unlike me, was, was Jeremy Pena. I did not have shortstop backup yet. And... I didn't like the shortstops that were, you know, whatever, 26th round. I mean, Miguel Rojas went in the 27th and Didi Gore. You know, he's eh, he's eh. Um, So I said, why not? What, what if they don't bring Correa back? What if they don't sign Trevor Story? Um, give a shot. I'm not, I don't usually do things like that, but it's, you know, 26th round of the TGFBI. Why not? Yeah, we're aiming for the top prize. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, why, you're not playing in this to just, you know, finish third in your league. You're, you're gunning for the, that top prize. How funny is it that we've each won, but James is ranked higher than us on the all-time list? Yeah. What a beast. He's, he's a great player. Yeah, we both won the overall, and yet he's better in the historical standard. That's, I love that. Speaks yeah. to his consistency. It's That's funny. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. My reserve picks in TGFBR were Robert Suarez, yeah. Jorge Alcala, who's kind of like yeah. – Ryan Roof special, keep, but it, keep it on, keep it in the family. Yeah, could end up getting stretched out, which wouldn't be the worst thing either. Uh, Jorge Mateo, which was a uh, Ian Khan special, kind of appealing to his case on Mateo with you know just opportunity and speed on, on his side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clint Frazier, uh, Cody Morris, yeah. Cody Morris, and Mitch White, both James Anderson recommendations. Then Jan Gomes as my third catcher. Just I also have Danny Jansen. Maybe if Wilson Contreras gets traded. 
I end up leaning on Gomes quite a bit. Or when Elias Diaz is on the road, I plug into Gomes. Yeah, Gomes can still hit, right? He's just not a very good fielder. Yeah, he can still hit a little bit. Yeah. Well, good stuff, man. Still waiting on more news from the baseball side, but hopefully that'll come. And hopefully it'll be a fun weekend with just the madness. And uh, we'll try to stay up on top of it here. Rotowire notes for every player and also the kind of corresponding notes, how, how other players are affected by the new additions as that happens. We've got our beat writers at Rotowire starting back up. So the coverage coverage has been light because there's been no baseball news, but we're going to have 200-plus notes a day very soon. That's that's kind of the norm during the season, 200 a day. Yeah, well, I was reading through Twitter. A couple teams are talking to pool holes, including the Rockies, St. Louis, and Seattle. Oh, um, Pujols think, late career surge in Colorado That could be fun Yeah, Buster Olney, this is two hours ago Said the market is Zoom You know what, I need to make sure it's really Buster Olney And not some, you know, crypto guy uh, He's already Buster heard about Olney and not Buster <laughs> Olney Yeah, uh, he's already heard about Six to eight deals agreed to Well, why don't we hear about him then <laughs> um, Maybe they're clear, you know Physicals and all that kind of stuff But mm. um, yeah, I expect uh I expect that we'll both be busy for you know doing different things, but yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be very busy over the next week or two in a good way. Absolutely, well, that'll do it for us. If you want more of us, we'll be on tomorrow on MLB Network Radio. I thought we'd talk some more about some blind spot players. I mentioned yeah, uh, sure. Ty France being one of them. There, there are plenty who I, I need to circle back on and give another look at. So I hope you'll join us there on MLB Network Radio. Otherwise, we'll catch you next week here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by WinBet. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.